Good morning and welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we are going to be learning Kedoshim Shlishi, the third Aliyah in Parshas Kedoshim. The topic of Aliyah is respect for life and the, the Aliyah is 10 Pesukim long running from Perak Yud Test Pasukhov Kimon Tulamid Beis. Basic overview of Aliyah. A number, number of mitzvahs packed into our Aliyah. The first one is the mitzvah of what is called Orla. That is, when a person plants a fruit tree, they need to leave the fruit tree for three years before eating its fruit. The next mitzvah is Neta Revai, which is when one takes the fruit of the fourth year, one needs to take that fruit and bring it to Yerushalayim to eat it. Kodesh Hilulim La Hashem. And in the fifth year, then you can eat the fruit there onwards, and Hashem will give us more fruit. That's the, that's the second mitzvah in our earlier. The third mitzvah is very complicated, very interesting mitzvah, which is al hadam. Do not eat on blood. I have to figure out what that means. And then another two mitzvahs, which are These are about superstition. So these are the kind of things where, as the Gomorrah gives examples of persons eating and the bread falls out of their mouth and they say it's a bad omen or they say this time is propitious for X, Y, Z. Whatever it is that they, they feel there's, there's better times, there's better places, there's things they shouldn't do because of certain signs. That you're not allowed to do that as a Jew. And then the, the, the Torah gives us two separate mitzvahs of Loi Sakivu Pas Rashchem, Veloi Sashchis Pas Zekanecho. For men that you're not allowed to cut, there's certain five areas on the head that are not allowed to be, the, area, the, the, the hair and hair may not be cut, and on the, the face there are five areas that the hair may not be cut. When it comes to the head, that, that's in general, that a person is not allowed to, a Jewish man is not allowed to shave their head. They're not allowed to have a fully shaved head. Um, and that's even if they do it with a uh, w- w- with a scissors, that's not allowed. When it comes to the the zakan, the beard, there are certain areas which are on the, on the face which may, may not be cut, but that's with a razor, with a blade. But uh, with a scissors or anything which has a scissor action, not a blade action, then one may cut those areas on the face. That's one of the differences between what's called pasa Russian pasa zakan, the areas, the corners, literally, there's five areas on the, on the head, five areas on the face, which may not be cut. Basic halachas, which most people are not very familiar with at all. And the next mitzvah is is um, is kasoes kaka, which is a, a tattoo or mark made on the body that's not allowed as well. The Torah then also says, a person should not allow one's daughter to enter into promiscuity because it's going to lead to all kinds of immorality. And then the, the Aliyah concludes with a few other mitzvahs which, uh, which are um, Moira Migdash, Migdashi Tira'u, fearing my Migdash. And then Al-Tifnu el Yidonim, do not go after an oven Yidoni. These are two different kinds of people who bring back the dead, whether it be they use a bone that they put on, in their mouth that it speaks, or they put it under their arm, or to use in different parts of the body to um, call back voices from the, the netherworld. And um, that your new person needs to um, give respect to elders. Those are the mitzvahs that are in Aliyah, a lot, a lot packed into these 10 short psukim. So a few basics that we're going to look at. Number one is, what is the reason for this mitzvah of Orla, that the first three years a person may not eat the fruit, the fourth year one needs, needs to eat in Yerushalayim, like much like Maizah Shani. So the, the Sefer HaChinuch explains that this is to awaken people to the gratitude that they ought to have for Hashem in their lives. So that's why that the best fruit starts coming in the year four. And so for the first three years, a person's not going to be eating from it. But when one's about to start really enjoying the fruit, the toil of their actions, at that point in time, they challenge, they relate it to the Rebbe Shalom, to the Almighty. And they're able to bring Hashem into their lives and sing Hashem in their lives. 
However, the Ramban takes it slightly differently, and he explains that this is not about seeing Hashem in our lives, but more it's an element of sacrifice. Much like we sacrifice the first of our efforts, there's an element of Pidyon Haben, the firstborn son, there's Bikurim, the first fruits, same word really. Um, the, what is interesting over here is, is here you have the first three years of a fruit tree, we're dedicating to Hashem as an element of sacrifice to, to minimize our control, minimize our view of being in charge of things. So Hashem says, is that your first three years, you're not really in charge, I'm going to make sure that you're not in charge. And even the fourth year, I'm going to make sure that you you, you can eat it, but it's dedicated, it's through the prism of Mikdash, it's through the prism of my connection. Um, 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 Rashi does point out that at the end of this, if you do this, Hashem says, I'm going to add to your produce, I am Hashem, I'll make sure to repay you back, I'll make sure that if you do this, you'll be blessed. There's an element where there's actually an unusual promise that the Torah makes as well. It's worthwhile noting that the Oznaim Torah does point out that when Adam Arishon sinned in Gan Eden, all the way back at the beginning of time, um, what happened was is that the, the curse that affected Adam personally was that you're going to have to by the sweat of your brow you'll eat bread and it's going to take a lot of work to produce food. Or truth be told, that curse on the land um, was actually more relevant to grain, to things that need to be planted on a year-to-year basis. A tree certainly does require cultivation certainly at the beginning, but after a while it really is, yes, one does prune and one does need to make sure that it's, it's, it, there's no diseases, but generally speaking a tree grows and continues producing. That means to say that a tree is less subject to the curse of Adam Rishon. And specifically, therefore, at trees that we have the reminder of the Chet of Adam Rishon, which is the idea of waiting. Don't just have because you want. Don't just have because it's available to you. That's what's reminded to us. So it's, there's a sort of what we'll call microcosmic reminder of this Chet of Adam Rishon in the area that his, the, the, the sin is not as explicit as well. Then we have the Mitzvah of Adam, do not eat on blood. What does that mean exactly, not to eat on blood? So the Sagmoran Sanhedrin Daf Samar Gimel tells us a lot of options as to what that could actually mean. There's a number of different options. In fact, this is what's called a Lav Shebechlolos. This is a very general um, prohibition which has multiple applications. Um, and this is a dispute in Halacha, the Rambam and the Ramban, whether one can get a, a punishment like Malkos, a lashes for a Lav Shebechlolos and such, an, um, such a prohibition. But be it as may, what are included? What are the uh, included in this general uh, prohibition? So Gomorrah enumerates a lot of things. Number one is eating an animal before it dies. So eating from an animal while the, the blood is still flowing in it. Uh, another one is eating kodshim, it means holy meat, before zrika sadam, before the blood is sprinkled on the mizbech. Again, al-hadam, before the blood is sprinkled on the mizbech. Another is, is that, that there is no en mavrin, there's no suuda savra, the first meal for those who die for a, a, a haruge bastin, for those who are killed by bastin, those who are um, guilty of a crime that brings them to capital punishment, there is no suuda savra for them. There's al al-adam there, the dam meaning the person who was killed. And the blood of the person being killed. Similarly, the based in who puts a, a person to death cannot eat that day. It's a very serious issue. They're not allowed to eat the day that they put someone to bed. Do not eat on the blood of the person who's been executed. The most famous um, expression of this of this mitzvah is something which applies to us every single day, and that is don't pray before you uh, don't eat before you daven. There's a prohibition of eating before davening. One's allowed to drink water. One's even allowed to have a coffee or a tea. Um, but having having any food is not allowed before davening, and uh, this is a, and the way the Gemara puts it in Brachas is don't pray, don't 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 eat um, before you've prayed for your blood, before you've prayed for your your life and existence. Where of course understands that Gemara in his commentary in Einaya 
is is that um, is that in order to to understand why it is that we exist, we need to focus on our spirituality first. We need to understand who we are before we start just putting our, foot, our face into the trough like an animal. And then finally, the last uh, the last um, prohibition which is included in this over here, the sixth idea is don't be a glutton. Don't be glutton. low circle Don't eat in a way that makes you look like a glutton. And that, then, in fact, this is even used as the pro the warning, the azhara for the ben sorer umore. How does the Torah warn us not to do such actions? To act like a glutton is from low circle adam up here as well. Um, the sevachinot does point out that the general idea over here is is that there's a certain amount of we're called bandwidth of, of interest and want in the world. Some of it's physical, some of it's spiritual in every single person. And if a person spends their entire life pursuing the physical, all these actions show a person who's not willing to wait, a person who's interested in their own physical well-being, there's not going to be much left for the spiritual bandwidth to be interested because it's a much more subtle um, call. And if there's if there's if it's all one's will and ruts on is taken up by physical needs, there's not much left for the spiritual as well. Now, moving on, what's the mitzvah of onen and menachesh in the oven? You don't need to call up the dead, not omens, not signs. What's what's the Torah really telling us? So there are those like the Ramban who say that they're, they're, these are powers in the world that Hashem doesn't want to engage in. Hashem, you know, there could be relevance to these ideas. One's not not allowed to call up the dead. One's not supposed to, as Shalomenach disobeyed this in the Sefer Shmuel, and he calls up the dead. He calls uh, calls back Shmuel Navi. You're not allowed to do that, but it works. It's, it's something which is uh, is a possibility. There is such an energy, but one Hashem doesn't want us to use that energy. Ramam in Hilchas of famously says that the Isra over here, the prohibition, is just don't be stupid. These things don't work. The, all these, all these, uh, the, the people who pro- profess to do these things are quacks. None of them know what they're doing. They, you know, they're speaking in a baritone in a in a in a dark room with shutters and they're rattling beads. You know that all that all that's nonsense. So the mitzvah is don't act like an idiot and don't listen to people who do who who are going to you know pull the wool over your eyes. Don't, this is the, the, none of this is meaningful. None of this has any relevance. There's no energy. It's it's all it's all it's all games, and so therefore don't 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 fall prey to games. Don't don't employ quacks. That's what the Torah is telling us over here as well. Um, now, what's what's the the the, the mitzvah of pasarosh and the tattoos? Why what what, what were the the cutting the hair on the head and the the beard and so the sevarachinuch says although it's uh, this doesn't explain the entire thing, but it's there is an element over here which is um, don't be like the nations around you because the nations around you, the Amorites, the Canaanite nations, um, would shave their heads in specific ways. They would lay that they were part of their pagan worship, and we're not allowed to do that. So obviously that. Is not something which is relevant today, but it's the mitzvah is still extant, but it is it does have certain relevance at that time as well. Rashi points out that it's also an element of mourning practices. There's an element of fatalistic mourning practices that people would have, and that's when tattoos are made, and even today in certain religions, that's the way it works. We're not involved in that as well. Finally, what is involved in honoring um, elders at the end of the Aliyah? So Rashi says that included in that is like not sitting in their spot, not contradicting them. And the reason why it says, Ani Hashem, I am God at the end of the Aliyah, is to remind you that if you ignore them and you ignore this mitzvah, Hashem says, I oh, know, I'm watching. I'll, I'll make sure that, uh, that I'm, gonna, I'm going to uh, make, you, make you aware of the fact that you, you omitted this. The Goring Kudush and Dachlava Bey actually records a debate as to whether this is referring to any old person or a person who is wise as well. So the the one opinion is is any old person. The other one is Zaken refers to the acronym of Zesha Konachachma, a person who acquires wisdom. 
And the halach is we pass, we pass that even a zakein ashmai, even a person who is an ashmai. What does that mean? Rashi says an ignorant person or a sinner. The Torah says not an not a sinner. We can't respect a sinner, a sinner who is an elderly person. It's referring to an ignorant person. Many people are old, but they haven't yet work. They haven't spent their life working on things. So they may ha- they may have years, but they don't have wisdom. So, but we still nonetheless respect them as well. The Kotzkrebe finally concludes and says that um, an um, an elderly person is a person who may have lost their their physical strength and abilities, but them, all their desires therefore turn from physical desires into egotistical desires, the need for code, need for honor and recognition and relevance, which is why there's this mitzvah to honor them, because in a certain sense, this is day machsarai. This, this is what a person really needs, this is what a person has lost, and it is a great chesed to return to them the, the needs that that person has, which is in the currency of Kavod, um, when a person is at, at this stage and age um, in the game. With this, we conclude the third aliyah. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.